0: Camp Camp Radio. Radio. Camp Radio. Radio. Camp
1: Welcome Radio. to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Camp Radio, discussing trends and issues that will encourage ministries and churches in their efforts to impact people for Christ. To learn more about TN Baptist Camps, visit us at tnbaptistcamps.org. Now, today's Camp Radio. Thank you
0: for joining us on Camp Radio. My name is Kevin Pierce, and I'll be your host. During the past 20 years, there have been a growing decline in the interest in volunteering after retirement. Uh, this has been an ongoing struggle within the local church in recruiting members in a congregation to continue to conduct ministries of the church. Today, we have Greg and Jackie Merrill. Uh, they are members of Sunrise Chapel uh, and from Elkton, Tennessee. Uh, they are also a part of Campers on Missions in Tennessee and Alabama. Jackie and Greg, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Well, let's just talk a little bit about yourself. Uh, everybody likes to know a little background about who we uh, interview on our podcast. And, and uh, so just tell me a little bit about your background and about who you are.
1: Well, in thinking back on... Uh, our younger years, we both were were saved as a, a child and grew up in Christian homes, so we were very thankful of that. Back in the in the 60s, when we were growing up, the people of the, our communities would help each other. That's just the way way it was. You always volunteered and helped your neighbor in time of need. And I even remember in my 20s doing odd jobs for little old ladies that in the community that couldn't afford it, and I would do a job for them and just charged for materials, and they didn't know that I didn't charge labor, but I just felt that that was something I needed to do. So mm-hmm. that's the servant's heart has been, dates back to our early years as well.
0: Now, you were a fireman, right? Yes,
1: yeah, so I was a professional fireman in Huntsville, Alabama for 25 years.
2: Well, as Greg said, we both grew up in Christian families, and uh, our parents instilled in us that um, there was always a place for somebody to serve, whether it be somebody that had died or a sickness in the church. Uh, It was almost expected that you looked after those families, um, vacation, Bible school, church camp. We've been, as a child, I was very involved in church camp, loved it, had a heart for uh, what was done at camp. A lot of it just comes from what I said, parents, watching them, seeing their example of what they did.
0: Now, both of you, you you had a restaurant at one time, right? And uh, you've done a number of different things.
1: Yes, we have. Yeah. We had a farm with our restaurant on the farm for people to come out and enjoy our farm animals and a meal to eat and we've done that was originally was probably part of our retirement but that was a lot of work so we had to let that go by the wayside yeah
0: so now now you all you were retired early um usually people retire at 65 yeah but you've retired at what 60 60 i am retired
1: at 53 53
0: well that's pretty amazing that you're able to do that So did you think, both of you, did you talk about what I'm going to do after I retire?
2: We've always been busy. Um, We've always been very involved in the church. Uh, Greg's one of these that if there was something going on or something needed fixing, they didn't mind asking him whatever had to be done. We just kind of jumped in and did it. Um, We've always had a heart for the people in our community and just not satisfied just sitting back and letting somebody else do it. Vacation Bible School came around, I was going to be there, homecomings, different mission projects. We've all been um, in several different countries, several different states, um, volunteering. Greg's very, very capable as far as carpentry and things of that nature. Um, I like to cook, have cooked, started out with the government years and years ago uh, as a government contractor and very hard, difficult job and so when i decided to retire i wanted to do something completely different but i also wanted to, to be part of missions
0: well and, and i know that uh, you're involved in campers on missions right now and that's how we got to know you here at carson springs that you were we were your first project right yes so you didn't know what to expect when you came up here
1: no not whatsoever
0: <laughs> and and then you have also volunteered at linda valley not just here uh, just do a, n- a number of things. A soon. little, a little over there. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's really neat. And you had no idea. I mean, where did you learn about campers on missions?
2: Um, we had really scheduled another project that we were looking at, and it had gotten canceled. And it was just odd because we got on the mission board website and got to looking at different needs and things that were going on. And we saw your camp advertised and the need for volunteers and the need for help. And we love the mountains. That's one of our favorite Mm -hmm. places to go. So we decided, well, let's see what they've got. Let's see if it's a good fit. We knew you had a campground. We had a camper. So that's what we decided. We contacted Carson Springs and said we'd like to come help. And we we were welcomed with open arms.
0: So you all, uh, of course, obviously, uh, you all were volunteered in your local church and was very active. In that yes, and still is. Yes. And then, uh, and then you got involved in campers on mission. So that's been how many years ago?
1: About four years ago now. Four years ago. We actually, uh, Jackie's parents were in campers on mission and that's how we actually learned about it hmm. from the, They had been doing it for several, several years and, uh, they really loved it. So that's how we actually found out about it. And
0: campers on missions, what kind of projects did they go to?
1: They do everything from a, a remodel from a small home to a building a new church or sanctuary only or a
2: disaster relief uh, we've been involved in some of that uh, a lot of the ladies do sewing projects uh, we've sent clothes all over the world quilts just looks for even local needs um, baby blankets for hospitals uh, worked food drives handed out food um, if you've got a if you've got a need campus on mission can usually take care of it
0: yeah. And campers on missions are not, even though you're a part of the Tennessee and Alabama uh, uh, region, that doesn't mean that you stay in those states, right?
1: No, no, absolutely not. And you've traveled where in just these four years? Well, we've been, this? two years ago, we went to Montana for a, a project to uh, add on a uh, a wing to a, a women's shelter. And uh, we stayed out there about a month on that project. So mm-hmm. it's, you get to see a lot of the country and still you, you do your, Work project when you're there so it's a very rewarding that way as well
0: well it seems like i know when you come here and we have several that come you know these people and you work with them so it's almost like you have your little group you kind of travel around i mean you'll end up uh there's i don't know how many people are involved in campus on missions uh not as as many as used to but you you do build relationships and get to see these new people at different uh sites you go to don't
1: you it's like family Mm -hmm. It's yeah. really like if you get together, like you you haven't seen each other for a, a few months. You get together and you're you're just family, and and you you have that bond that that's just hard to explain sometimes. But it's a very very good bond.
0: I know I I as well as my family have eat, sit around campfires and eat ice cream and just sit and talk and and, and that's almost like a nightly thing for you to, for you guys to sit around campfires with everybody. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And so that's kind of a neat experience just to build to, to build to do work, physical work, uh, and contribute to ministries, if it's a camp or build a church or whatever it may be. Right. So let's talk about just about your heart for ministry here. What what makes a difference when you go to a site and uh, work? What gives you the fulfillment of being there?
2: Well, for me, a lot of times the, thing, the jobs that we do and the things that we do, we don't see the end result. But because we are a mature group and we've seen things in our life, we know that maybe painting that wall, or uh, moving a wall, or mopping a floor, or something like that. A lot of people think, well, that doesn't that doesn't really have a whole lot to do with ministry. But we do know that in the end result, at the end of summer, we see the results of how many children have been saved, or how many adults have been saved, and how many needs have been met. And, um, like the women's shelter that we worked on, we may never know the impact that that shelter had on somebody's life. Hmm. And had we not jumped in and volunteered to do that, to help fulfill that need, it could have meant an eternal loss for somebody. Sure. So we don't do it for us. It's not a, uh, we don't deserve, we don't feel like we need, we deserve a pat on the back. I like to know at the end of in the summer and end of the year how many people were saved, how many rededicated their life, how many may have surrendered to the ministry. But it's the the goal for us is to to be pleasing in Christ like.
0: Yeah, and we, you're right. As a volunteer, you don't always know those numbers. Even in camping ministry, we don't no. know the numbers either. Uh, we have our camps that we we participate in and we conduct, and we know we know numbers from there. But with all the other churches that use our facilities, we have no idea. We try to get numbers, but we don't really know what kind of impact that, uh, uh, is, is going on in our facilities. And the same way with you guys. I mean, it's even less from you unless the ones who are directing those, uh, those sites uh, share with you what's, uh, what God's done.
2: And on occasion, we do have the opportunity to maybe talk to somebody, or uh, several in our group have led people to the Lord just in working. You might have, we might be in a neighborhood where somebody will come up and just kind of curious about what's going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've sparked a lot of outside of uh, our group friendships with people like that. We've seen people saved within our group where we've shared the gospel. That's really key to us, is just like I said, we want to be Christ like and to be the example so that those outside of us can see him through us
0: now have you been to any kind of uh, sites that you do more than just physical labor that you might go and and actually hand out pamphlets or or help a vbs or something like that there are places that, that...
2: we have a group that goes to the peanut festival every year and um all they do during that whole festival i think it's 10, ten day, a week or 10 days and they hand out tracks they mm. do breakfast uh, they witness to the carnival people um it just it's just simply a witnessing group and i know uh on some of our in some of our camps when we're working some of the ladies will do backyard bible club Mm -hmm. um, like i said distribute food whatever whatever's whatever's needed wherever we can we always put up a sign so that people can see who we are Mm -hmm. and that draws a lot of interest a lot of times somebody will come by and say what is it exactly that you do and that gives us the opportunity
0: well, you had, we were having a discussion, Jackie, earlier, you were talking about how there are so many people who have no idea where they can volunteer. Uh, we were talking about another couple at, at our sister camp that there right now, and they didn't have any idea there was any place like us or a church that they could come after volunteer to, uh, or after retiring to volunteer, right?
2: Yes, exactly. There are a lot of people um that don't feel like they have the skills to volunteer. Mm-hmm. And we we have it's amazing in our group what backgrounds we have. We have those people that are super educated to those people that have not had the advantage of the education but have worked their whole life and worked hard and they may not have construction experience. They may not be able to do much of anything, but they find out real quickly that if you're willing to volunteer, the Lord will place you and just kind of plug you into where you need to be. A lot of them have learned new skills just coming to campers on mission, and so we we have no problem with uh, experience. Yeah, we we enjoy the experience and we appreciate the experience, but don't we don't want that to hold anybody back from serving?
0: So what, let's talk about the local church now. I think we can easily apply this. I mean, you, there is a, we're really talking about generation here, aren't we? And we know that, uh, campers on mission specifically is not, no longer really growing. Right. 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 They're in a decline, especially in Tennessee. No. For what reason? Why is that true?
1: Well, mainly the younger generations want to get paid for what they do. And, uh, they didn't grow up in the same backyards that we did. And, uh, they don't feel like that they want to do it for for free. They don't. They haven't experienced that blessing mm-hmm. that they get from the volunteering until they can. Until you can ever get them out there. And I was thinking the best way to start people that don't really want to do is to do what they want to do. We always talk about get out of your comfort zone, but until you can get them started, they need to be in their comfort zone to get them started. Yeah. And then they can branch out slowly, but surely they can branch out into other other fields. But yeah. I, I feel like that's the only way to to get younger ones to start. So we're really looking at a generation. So Yes. And
0: and how do we solve that? I mean, we if, if within the local church, how do we help to educate our younger generation what the importance of volunteering and the uh just the importance of serving after retirement? How do we do that?
2: Well, I think pe- young people especially need to realize that um, it doesn't have to be a big job. It doesn't have to be a long-term job. Uh, it can be a weekend job. It can be as trivial as picking up trash in the churchyard before they cut the grass. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be working in your local nursery. Most churches now have food banks, different places like that, that they can serve. I have found that a lot of churches are even having problems with finding enough Sunday school teachers, nursery workers, Mm -hmm. um, those type of things. People need to realize you don't have to do it every Sunday, uh, but there is a joy in helping somebody else out. There's always a a payback. You may not realize it right now. Um, We always say that sometimes our job is really, really hard and difficult as a volunteer, but the retirement from this and the eternal reward Mm -hmm. is a whole lot better than most people realize, right. but we're just going to have to educate our kids, start young. Um, like I said, doing, doing just minor things that they think they can do. Uh, kids, especially children, young people, they like to volunteer for certain things and you've got to plug into what they like to do. Get them out there, help the help the lady next door, help the lady next door. That's not in church and see how much she appreciates it. Find the, find a couple that's, Medically, they've got problems. They need their yard cut. They need a car washed. something like that, that they can just share the love of Jesus.
0: Yeah. Do you think that, uh, you know, uh, we have a number of years, we have had mission trips uh, with our youth uh, going to different locations, doing missions, home and foreign missions. Do you think that's good? Do you think that's a good education for our youth?
1: I think it's great. One of the most things that I've learned from traveling out of the United States is The people cannot grasp the fact that we would leave our home, come and help them for no charge. They don't understand. And then when we try to explain the love of Jesus, the tears start to flow. Now, that is the reward for us that you can't explain. And for our teenage kids to to see that, I think that really impacts their heart Mm -hmm. to where they would want to do that in years to come.
2: Our kids are real entitled this is a generation of entitlement, and I think it's excellent for children and young people to go out and to see how some of these other countries live, um, even in our own country. Uh, you go. We, we've done some mission work <laughs> up in eastern Kentucky in the poorest county in the United States, and we've taken groups with us, and they are absolutely amazed that people in the United States live like this. Mm-hmm. And then you take them out of the country and see that they live even worse And that what we leave behind, uh, we've been on several mission trips where we pack clothes and left those clothes behind for the people within that village or within that area. And they're thrilled to death to have what we left behind. And it's just amazing to our kids that somebody would want, you know, things that we just are willing to discard. Mm -hmm. And it really, it really helps kids understand that we are entitled. We're very fortunate. We're very blessed. But um, we need to. We also need to reach out there and share what we what we've been blessed with.
0: Well, hopefully that's going to really teach our that that generation, as they get close to retirement, mm-hmm. to evaluate where we can be plugged in that we can serve too. Exactly. Now, Greg, you and I have had several discussions about uh, not only recruiting volunteers but also in keeping those volunteers. And so you kind of gave me a few points of, of how you are to to recruit uh, volunteers and uh, share with me a couple of things that you had uh, mentioned before. I think one uh, you talked about, of course, I know soft serve ice cream was the top of your list. That's
1: always number one.
0: <laughs> and if we could provide that all the time, we would. Uh, if we could afford the machine to do it that would be Mm -hmm. awesome but also just uh just helping them feel appreciated right
1: right we don't expect anything in return except a a heartfelt thank you Mm -hmm. and and we can tell by your expression and anyone else's that that you're grateful and appreciate us being there and that's all we expect
0: and uh uh, t-shirts always help
1: t-shirts help and,
0: and you use that to help recruit uh, others to come to oh, sure. different sites, right?
1: We get asked on every job we go to away from here when we, they see our shirt. They want to know where that is and, mm-hmm. and could they come and help. And so that's pretty good advertisement for you.
0: Yeah. So like if you worked on a project building a, a church and it said First Baptist whatever – uh, or or uh, church, you know, you, you built a church at uh, something Maine or whatever. Yeah. People will ask you that, and they want to be interested in getting plugged into what you're doing too, right?
1: Sure. We have a tag on the front of my truck. It says campers on mission. They'll walk by, and well, what is that? And where do you do? And where do you go? And so it's a, a lot of word of mouth is, is how most of ours spreads.
0: Yeah. So if you're going to give advice to a pastor of how to try to better recruit volunteers to continue your ministry uh, or fill those spots that you're at the church, what would you do?
1: I've thought a little about this. I, if a pastor is, is missing it from the pulpit or trying to get together and nothing seems to happen, I think I would go to a couple of my men that he knew were carpenters, say, and uh, go with them and say, do you know your, a couple of your friends that it c- could help us? We need to build a, a ramp for disabled person that needs a ramp Mm -hmm. and they'll say well yeah we could probably do that then as a pastor i think i would go out and have a box of donuts sitting there for my guys when they got there or a bag of sausage and biscuits or something to to help pull that group together Mm -hmm. because they'll sit around and they'll they'll munch on those snacks and they'll get to know each other and they'll share stories and and the next time they'll they'll get with each other and they all want to do one on their own and and that'll help just get the the balls rolling get it started well and
0: that sounds funny but it's true
1: this is true yeah
0: there's been many times that y'all worked on certain projects and we'd have a group of maybe 10 or 15 of of you all here and if we brought in a big thing of donuts for a break you all were just excited about it yeah yeah and just the time we will sit down and and socialize and get to know each other and laugh and everything, which bound, bounds the group together better, makes the full experience better too, yes. right? Right. And that ties into you saying that yeah. it's like a big family.
1: they will also be somebody in, in that group that might want to just go up on the porch and sit and talk to that gentleman while you're building his ramp. That means more to him than a ramp, even though he, now that he can get in, in and out of his home, and that sometimes that's a hard thing for some of us to do that are not as – fluent with speaking, uh, as even I am, but, uh, that means more to that, to that person. And they'll, they'll know, I just can't believe that you would do this for me.
0: So doing volunteer work is, is a huge witnessing opportunity for a local church. Absolutely.
1: It? Absolutely. And,
0: uh, in really probably a little bit of training, I think just, of uh, maybe, uh, and, and prayer of how to engage in those people that you're helping, uh, build ramps. I know there's a number of churches who they have uh, a men's group that that's all they do. They just, sure. they have a schedule of ramps that they build for the elderly that are in their church or, or not in church at all.
1: And these, this crew that's building the ramps, their wives may need to come provide a meal for this person for a, a few days or a week or two if they're, have been in the hospital or, or whatever, but just the endless opportunities that, that are out there.
0: Yeah. Let's name uh, a few things that would discourage volunteers these are things that you you should not do as as a pastor relating to your volunteers within your church where are some things that you shouldn't do that would discourage them
1: don't try to force me to do anything that would be number one you're right to me as a man you ask me nicely and i would be glad to help you if it's what i want to do
2: well and i think too is don't give people above their ability to start out people aren't comfortable uh if you never painted anything and you're going into a home or a church or something and the first thing they tell you is we don't want any paint on anything except that wall um you're less likely to volunteer but if you tell somebody well we're going to paint this room but we also need somebody to come in and tape Mm -hmm. off the walls lot you there's something somebody can do but don't i think a lot of people are afraid to they Mm -hmm. don't know you know you have people that have technical backgrounds that know nothing about carpentry well everybody can sweep the floor though Everybody can, like I said, tape off the wall, they can carry things, they can clean up, they can, there are things that they can do. And then after they get in and get a little experience, and then you may, um, I worked in Florida this uh, summer before last, and hated to paint. And because, and I didn't paint well, I didn't, I hated to paint because I didn't know how. And the Lord just placed me with a professional painter. And I spent the whole winter with him painting and him showing us how to paint. And now it's become something I very much enjoy doing. Yeah. But I was out of my comfort zone. But the <laughs> Lord said, you know, i he, he's looking for the available. He's not looking for uh, your skill. He's looking for your availability. Yeah. And, he, and he'll put you, you pray about it. And you decide that's what you want to do. And, and he'll put you where you need to be.
0: So we, I think we can learn here what y'all talked about that you need to, uh, I think it's important to, Volunteers are not looking for praise, but it, it, making them feel like they're needed and appreciated and does make a huge difference.
2: Yeah. I think yeah. not only not only appreciated, but trusted. Uh, trusted. We felt very comfortable here because uh, we've been here a while. We we know the camp. We we know what's uh, how things are. Are sort of run and you all have the confidence in us that we can take care of things even if you're not here you don't mind giving us a project and saying well you know i'm going to be gone for a day would you mind doing so and so and that makes us feel real good too to know that you have trusted us um and the skills that we have to take care of what god has given
0: right well i uh- I want you all to know, and I th- we have told you as a staff, too, how much we appreciate you guys, as well as our other volunteers. We couldn't do what we do without you at all. And uh, so we rely on you all so much. And, and the benefits that we've had at, at our facilities, and I know at other places as well, uh, that uh, volunteers coming in and, and willing, being willing and dedicating their time, it might be a week or a month, it it's made, makes eternal uh, impact on, on people's lives. And so even this summer, I mean, there there are many have come to know Christ and just we're only halfway through the summer. And that's the, you have contributed to that. So I do appreciate you guys. Uh, and thank you for just sharing your heart too. I, I know it. I know it feels a little awkward because uh, you're not used to having sitting on a podcast. You're usually out pressure washing or building some cabinets mm-hmm. or helping with food service. But I appreciate you just taking a uh, be willing and taking a few minutes just to talk about this.
1: One final note that I had I wanted want to say is volunteers when they when they're starting they want they expect to give a blessing when they go out to someone. But the blessing that we receive in return is much greater than what we thought we were going to give them just in the visiting with with the people that we help.
0: Appreciate you guys. Well, thank you for uh, joining us on our podcast. And for those who are listening to us right now, uh, if you are listening on uh, iTunes or Spotify, uh, leave a comment or follow us. Uh, That will help others that they will be encouraged to be a part of this great resource We would love to hear from you. So if you have any questions for uh, Greg or Jackie or what we do at TN Baptist Camps, please send us an email at ccinfo at tnbaptist.org. Until next time, I hope that you'll look for opportunities to start a conversation about Christ with someone you know.
1: Thanks for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded from tnbaptistcamps.org. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org.